I'm joined now by RNZ Business Editor Giles Beckford. Tēnā Giles. Sinlay Milk is putting some of its assets up for sale. Tālofalava to you, Charlotte. Yes, the dairy company wants to sell household dairy brands, Dairy Works and Talbot Forest Cheese. It needs it to pay down debt. The company says the move is part of its strategy and capital structure refresh, which includes an asset review. And it's hired the investment bank uh, Jarden to advise on the divestment. And Forsyth Bar Equities analyst Matt Montgomery says Sinlay could net between 110 and $145 million for the two brands. He says selling them makes sense in order to balance Sinlay's books. They could have traded out of the current situation without these asset sales, um, but I do think it is prudent to initiate the process, remembering too that it isn't finalised, but it is initiated. I think it's prudent of them to, to go down this route to alleviate some of the risk, uh, because you know previously I think the risk of a capital raise was still floating around, and yeah, if if they're able to get these assets off their books, then it helps alleviate that risk for shareholders. Well, Matt Montgomery says the sales could reduce Sinlay's net debt to about $300 million. That's from the current forecast of $425 million. And more on Sinlay's plans uh, in the rural news after the 12.30 headlines. Well, the Swedish flat-pack furniture giant IKEA finally starting construction on its first New Zealand store. At the groundbreaking ceremony in Iwi Blessing this morning, uh, it's been uh, unveiling its plans for the store at the Mount Wellington site in Auckland. It'll be 34,000 square metres, uh, and the aim is to open it in late 2025. And they'll be having an online site as well for country, with countrywide developer, uh, delivery at the same time. Well, IKEA's uh, New Zealand project manager Giovanni now says a lot of work is going into tailoring the store for the local market, and that includes looking around some people's homes. What we do is uh, to visit hundreds, if not thousands, of uh, New Zealand homes in the lead-up to the opening, so that to understand and learn uh, all the details about people's dreams and needs, but also frustration that they might have at home. This information then allows us to present our range in the most relevant and the most significant way. Giovanni Rutigliano says the three-level building will have a car park alongside the furniture and, of course, there will be a Swedish restaurant for those who need and want a look at the brand's famous meatballs. Well, Consumer New Zealand wants the Commerce Commission to crack down on false and misleading environmental claims made by businesses. It's accusing Air New Zealand of possibly greenwashing over its composting of cups used in flights. Nona Peltier has more. Consumer says the airline's marketing suggests the cups are environmentally better because they're compostable. But it says limited commercial composting facilities mean many cups end up in landfill. But Air New Zealand says the greenwashing accusation is unfair and it has a comprehensive decarbonisation program and it's also reviewing its waste management strategy, which will include the cup introduced in 2019. Consumer says the cup's marketing could mislead consumers. And more generally, it says New Zealand is lagging other countries in policing false claims. It says there should be an independent investigation into greenwashing. And the Commerce Commission, as the consumer law watchdog, needs to take the initiative and not rely on consumers to report problems. 
Well, the Retirement Commission's urging the financial sector to do away with its confusing jargon to make financial matters more accessible. It's published a new glossary for groups working in finance and insurance, simplifying industry speak with plain English translations for terms such as credit, interest-bearing and maturity. The Retirement Commissioner Jane Wrightson says research shows people have trouble wading through the financial jargon, which can be more confusing than helpful. The thing about jargon is that it confuses meaning. The more we can make it simple to understand, the better it is. A good example of that is the use of the word credit, right? Depending on who you are at the moment, credit might mean debt, it might mean liability, it might mean a whole lot of other things. When you use the word credit, we're saying, you need to be really clear. Use debt or loan or what you owe or use the amount you can borrow or credit limit. Jane Wrightson says helping people to better understand the sector will improve their financial well-being. Well, let's have a jargon-free look at the financial markets. I'm joined by Harry Wigley of Hobson Wealth. Kira to you, Harry. Kia ora, Giles. A nice plain English report on the opening of the uh, local share market, please. Yeah, trying not to use too much jargon, but the, the strength in the US overnight hasn't really translated into the New Zealand market, so pretty flat so far, up five points to 11,922. A couple of the names that you mentioned earlier, so Simile Milk obviously selling selling a couple of brands there. Uh, it's up uh, over 3% to $1.60. In New Zealand is up uh, two-thirds of a percent to $0.79. Cents. Uh, another big name, Fisher & Paykel Healthcare, continues its slide after a result last week, so it's down half a cent to 24.26. What's it looking like at the Open in Australia? Uh, the Aussie has opened up two-thirds of a percent, so uh, last was 7,156. Which uh, takes us on to how the New Zealand dollar is faring. So against the US, the, the Kiwi's now 60.6. Against the Aussie, 92.13. Uh, against the pound, 48.37, and against the euro, 56.32. Which takes us to interest rates, oil and gold. Three-month bank bill is now 5.71. 10-year government bonds are 4.3. Brent crude oil is now at 74.23, and gold remains below the 2000 mark at 1,976. Thank you very much. That's Harry Wigley of Hobson Wealth. And if you didn't understand that, then uh, we can probably give you a a, a further translation if needs be. A couple of uh, sets of numbers came out from StatsNZ this morning. The country's terms of trade, that's how much imports that can be bought for a set amount of export earnings, have fallen for the first three months of the year as exports return fell more than import costs. In terms of trade, down 1.5% in the three months ended March and more than 6% lower than a year ago. Growth in imports more than outstripped the rise in export volumes. However, StatsNZ does note that the return of overseas travel and tourism have boosted service sector export returns and helped to narrow the trade deficit. And also from StatsNZ this morning, the volume of house building continues to ease. The overall volume of building rose 0.6%, with a rise in the amount of commercial and industrial sort of work, offsetting a fall in residential construction. The numbers take account of seasonal influences and inflation, 
and they suggest a small but positive contribution to first quarter economic growth numbers, which will be published in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, news and uh, market numbers are all updated for you, wrapped up for the week in checkpoints at around half past five. But for now, Charlotte, that is business. Kia ora. Thanks, Giles.